three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. everybody thank you so much for listening this is the real pineapple this is your humble host hunter i hope you're all having a great week so far so uh so all right so ironically enough i'm recording this on uh, march 2nd so wednesday night to the day literally three years to the day i watched uh, a medea family funeral this was back in 2019. And I said on that review that under three years, in under three years, Tower Perry would be back in back in the wig, back in the dress, uh, back in the dress that the MCU, the Medea Cinematic Universe, would continue. <laughs> even though, pardon me, even though Tower Perry said that a Medea family funeral was gonna be his last film. So uh, I'm going to step away from the mic for a second, and I'm going to play you a clip from that review from last uh, from that review of Boo, Amadea Halloween, or uh, uh, Amadea Family Funeral, pardon me. So go ahead and listen to that clip, and I'll be right back. Selma, you have multiple black men and women who are actually putting in fucking work to put out good cinema or TV shows, in or sometimes fucking both, and you jump, on, you jump on Tyler Perry's bandwagon, and you're like, oh, this is the hill I'm gonna fucking die on, defending Tyler Perry? Fuck Tyler Perry. I hope I get the... No! So, I'm... Dude, I'm done, man. I... I am so done with these fucking movies, and I, you know what, I hope, I cannot express enough, I pray, I pray to God that Tyler Perry makes another Medea movie, because I would love <laughs> oh, to interview, because I would, oh, oh, dude, he'll come back to this in three years. See, exactly, I called that shit three years ago, three fucking years ago, and here we are with another fucking Medea movie, a Medea what what's this called? A Medea Homecoming is written and directed by Zack Snyder. Um, I'm kidding because why would Tyler Perry let anyone else write his shit? Written, produced, directed by Tyler Perry, and <laughs> you know, you know, I'm just gonna be very, I'm just gonna be very blunt with y'all because I I'm, I'm I try to always be keep keep it real as it were. I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm just tired. I'm so tired of these fucking movies. Like, they're just a blight, it feels like, on cinema. Um, I've talked about Tyler Perry before. I believe our first uh, Medea review was uh, Boo, a Medea Halloween, and Colin Scott uh, and myself, uh, shout out to Colin Scott, love you guys, we all unanimously didn't like the film. And I've told my my story of Medea before. I think Diary of a Mad Black Woman is it's fine. There's actually some jokes in there, even though I can't think of any right now. But there are actually some moments that make me laugh in that movie. But the thing is, we weren't we weren't wise to the con at that point. Y- you know what I mean? Because let's call it what it is. These Medea films have just been relentless in as far as 
if you are a black woman, you are abused. It is just a matter of how you're abused. Uh, anything that happens has to go through your man. Your man will abuse you, not just verbally, but physically, and then you'll go back to him. I always point out how uh, Helen in Diary of a Mad Black Woman, her uh, her uh, dark-skinned, evil, bald husband, you know, throws her shit out on the fucking lawn and moves his mistress into their into their house. And she ends up going back to him anyway until Medea basically drags her out of the fucking house. It's like, oh my god. Um, in uh, what's that one movie? Um, Nobody's Fool. That's the one Fool P. Goldberg. Uh, which, you know, great job, Whoopi. Uh, but in Nobody's Fool, uh, that was the main character, Danica, I believe. Uh, she breaks off this relationship with uh, this dude that like runs this coffee shop or uh, it's in charge of this coffee shop who happens to be an ex-con because of course he is. It's a Tyler Perry movie, but she throws away this potential relationship with him to go ahead and seek out this guy. He's been talking to online who makes every excuse in the book for why to not uh, FaceTime her so that he can actually see or so that he can actually uh, show her what he looks like. It's such a weird dynamic that Tyler Perry has with his audience and how, let's just call it what it is. Yes, Tyler Perry is inspirational from the hustle aspect. Yes, he was homeless, living on the streets in New Orleans, and he developed, you know, Medea. And, you know, back in 99, 1999 was the first time he played uh, uh, Medea in a play. And has built this incredible empire for himself, Tyler Perry Studios. But here's the thing, y'all, and I and I think that's the thing about him, or one of the things about him that really pisses me off the most is that people just stop at his story. It's just about the hustle for him, for for some people. Like, well, how can you hate a director who dragged himself up? You know, built this empire for himself very easily because, as I have constantly talked about. In regards to his films, and just really in general, we have black directors working now. You've got your Queen Ava. You've got Regina King. I like to point out that Regina King has directed one fucking film in One Night Miami, and she's already shown more growth as a director than Tyler Perry has in over twenty films. I just, I would just like to point that out. But you look at Tyler Perry, and yes, again, the hustle, the hustle aspect, absolutely inspired. But you don't get points for just getting there. You don't get points for just showing up at your job. You actually have to execute. And the biggest issue with Tyler Perry is that he has no incentive to try more because his audience, like his audience is very much is uh, very similar to WWE uh, World Wrestling Entertainment fans where, you know, look, Vince McMahon, and if you're not a wrestling fan, it, it's a quick Google search if you're not aware, but Vince McMahon, his been the laziest by far that he's ever been when he's been in charge of that company. Uh, the storylines are very bland. Uh, the same wrestlers are having the same matches are at the top of the card. But the WWE is making the most money they've ever made in the history of their business. So what incentive does he have to actually change? And the answer is none. And it's the same thing with Tyler Perry fans. Tyler Perry fans will defend this motherfucker to the ends of the earth. I can talk about how incredibly problematic Medea is and how, you know, God himself, his or herself, 
is treated like a fucking genie. Like, oh man, I'm struggling. I'm not going to do any work. Help me. Help me, Jesus. And people just, and yep, just pray, pray to God. And next day, everything is fine. And you just go, fuck, this is all so terrible. Why does this keep happening? But as I just mentioned, at the end of the day, people will defend his shit no matter what. So getting into the plot of this movie, Medea is here being loud and black and obnoxious. The movie opens up with uh, Mr. Brown, who I like to say, fuck Mr. Brown, by the way. He's just an absolute fucking moron. I I don't understand why people like the Mr. Brown character, but they do. But again, I don't understand why people like Medea in general. But anyways, Mr. Brown, movie starts off. He goes ahead and is trying to make a fire because his, uh, his uh, what's, what's his name? His uh, nephew, I guess, uh, Tim, would be uh, played by Brandon Black, which, <laughs> on the nose. But he, uh, <laughs> but Tim is graduating from college. And so everyone's gathering at Medea's to go ahead and celebrate his graduation. And Mr. Brown... He might as well have kicked the barbecue pit into a fucking pool filled with gasoline because he's just torching. He's soaking, uh, damn near uh, marinating this fucking grill in gasoline. And Joe, played by Tyler Perry, also a shitty makeup job per usual of Joe, is just looking out like Medea, like, oh, he's going to burn the house down. He's going to burn him. He's going to light himself up. And there's no reason any human being would think you would need that much fucking gasoline for a fucking barbecue. It's so fucking frustrating. It's, it just leads to a dumb gag of Mr. Brown lighting himself on fire. And here's the thing. You could pay off that gag and at least have Mr. Brown, like, on a crutch or, you know, half his faces, you know, bandage up because, you know, the flames and all that shit. Nothing. Not a bandage, not a scar. The next scene, he is completely fine. And I'm just sitting here going, oh my fucking God. The, the, this, might as, this world might as well not exist. It doesn't make sense. Not a thing makes sense in this movie. But, okay, sorry, I'm getting off track. So, Mr. Brown does that bullshit. And so, we, uh, we were introduced to Tim, as I mentioned, Brandon Black. He ends up showing up at uh, Medea's house with his friend, and I put friend in quotes, uh, Davi, who's played by Osh, uh, by uh, Aisha Bla- uh, Blacker. And the film goes ahead, is very much inferring or implying, hey, 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 Tim and Davi are gay lovers. And even, even Tim is like, okay, man, like, thanks for, you know, thanks for having my back. Thanks for being my bro. And they're like hugging each other. And you're kind of going, Oh, wow, Tyler Perry's going to, you know, have a gay couple in this movie. And I'm going to be honest, y'all, this is on me. This part is on me because I actually thought that Tyler Perry would actually have the guts to show a good gay couple. Just a gay couple maybe going through some uh, some struggles as far as, like, the whole, like, some members of the family not agreeing with Tim's lifestyle. Um, I, I That's why I thought they were going to go. And again... Any normal writer, any writer for some fucking talent would be able to take that thread and develop it over a film that's just under two hours. But this is Tyler Perry we're talking about. And I'll get back to that relationship in just a moment. But this is what every Tyler Perry film is. It's, it's the family that prays. It's uh, what, uh, I can do bad all by myself. It's acrimony. It's just, it's just the, the, the same dramatic bullshit that 
it, it, it's maddening. It is fucking maddening. And the thing about the movie is that it plays the Tim Davi thing very much like a joke because Davi is telling Tim, you know, hey man, you need to uh, like you need to come out, you know, be proud of who you are. And Davi really is the one convincing him to come out. Tim has this moment where he, you know, comes out to the family. He's like, you know, look, y'all, like I'm gay. And to give Tower Perry, like, a, 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 a minute amount of credit, even though I'm about to undercut it here in just a moment, Tim coming out, no one freaks out. No one's like, what the fuck? Or is like, it says anything hateful or anything like that. Like, even Madea just kind of goes like, yeah, we, we knew. We knew, man. Like, cool. Like, good for you. And for half a second, this movie, I went, oh, oh, my God, some actual, like an actual character choice that doesn't piss me off. But then it's immediately undercut later on in the film because we find out that Davi doesn't want to go ahead and be Tim's lover. Davi is fucking Tim's mom, who's played by Gabrielle Dennis, who plays Laura. And I just went, really, movie? This is what we're doing? We couldn't even have a gay couple. You just had to go. What is the most soap opera fucking element I could throw in here? Oh, let's have Davi fucking Tim's mom. And I'd like to point out, too, Medea even talks to Tim later on in the movie like, you never, like, suspected this or put two and two together. Davi apparently has been talking to Tim about his mom for months. Months! And... The fact that Tim, who's going to school to be a lawyer, who graduated with his law degree, by the way, the fact that he couldn't put that shit together, the film even makes a joke about it. But the issue is, Tim has no character development because everything is just happening to him, not because of him. And so he's supposed to be the one going on this hero's journey, and it's all react. Uh, it's all him reacting to shit. It's no. It's no. Nothing is happening because of him. It's all because he just happens to be there and he's having to react. And it leads to just a hollow hero's journey for the character in general. And I'm just sitting here going, why should I fucking care about this dude? And the answer is you shouldn't. So it's one of these things that I just. I sat back and I just went, wow. There's just there's no reason for me to care about this dude. Now I need to move on to the thing that's just, I, <sighs> Brendan O'Carroll plays Agnes Brown. So I was not familiar who the fuck Agnes Brown was, but Agnes Brown is this character that Brendan O'Carroll created, um, who, uh, uh named, uh, Mrs. Brown, who is basically like the white English Medea, uh, Mrs. Brown debuted back in 2002 in this show called Mrs. Brown's Boys, the original series. So that was a, this has been a fucking thing since 02. And so it's another, it's a white Irish Medea, which is something I went, wow, I definitely didn't want this shit. And so then we get these scenes of them playing off each other and, oh, look, um, what, what's her name? Agnes is fucking. She's so fucking high. She's had too much weed. Oh, hilarity ensues. And I'm just, and I'm sitting here going, why? And, and none of the stuff that she does is funny. The first introduction we get to her, she knocks on Medea's door and goes, Wakanda forever. And I just went, wow, fuck you. Fuck this movie. And that's only, I think, 25 minutes in. It's not even at the 40 minute mark that she shows up. But 
there's just all this dumb humor of her. There's a point where she talks about her knickers and Joe just freaks out. It's like, you said niggers. We're not niggers. You're not going to call us niggers around our house. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm sitting here going, make this stop, make this stop, make this stop. The thing that is so maddening about this movie is that it is something that's been a constant problem in all of Tower Paris films. He apparently has killed his editor or just doesn't hire an editor. I don't know what it is, but his scenes, they never cut. Even with something you could maybe argue, hmm, that was kind of like a chuckle, worth a chuckle. The scene goes on and on and on. That scene that I'm referring to with the knickers, that scene goes on for like five fucking minutes after the initial knickers line. It's just these these black folks yelling at her about, oh my God, you call us niggas. We're not niggas. And I'm sitting here going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Because again, anyone who hired a fucking editor would know, hey, maybe cut that shit. Oh, I don't know. Let me look at my watch. Uh, Three minutes ago, it's this Judd Apatow. It's this Judd Apatow like direction as far as just letting scenes play out. But even Apatow doesn't let this shit play out this long, which that's a credit to fucking him. Apatow at least at sometimes knows when to fucking cut a scene. But this film, the film easily, easily could have been 90 minutes. There's no reason this shit should even be like, I think it's an hour 45. But so much of the humor is bad fish out of water humor like that. That's so racially based. So... I, I'm a big Chris Rock fan. Um, I hate him for being a nobody's fool. I, I really hate Chris Rock for that. If I ever meet him, I'm going to call him on that shit. But one of my favorite Chris Rock bits is from uh, Bring the Pain, which was back in 90, what was that, 94 or 95. And he talks about there being two types of black people. There's black people and there's niggers, right? That, that's the whole bit. And niggers have got to go. Um, Michael Scott <laughs> gets in trouble for that in season one of The Office. Uh... But it's, you know, it's that bit that I just think it's fucking brilliant. And Tyler Perry is okay with playing to one of those two, <laughs> those two groups. I'll let you guess which one it is. But at the end of the day, this is just, this is, sh this is schlock. This is uninspired, bland, eye-rollingly bad, uh, eye-rollingly bad uh, content, eye-rollingly bad dialogue. Uh, Tyler Perry has the nerve to have a character in here, and I and I I, I don't have the character's name. It it doesn't fucking matter. I I think it's Ellie, uh, but she's uh, she's a cop, and so they of course have to do the whole Black Lives Matter thing in here, and so they have the fucking gall to have um, Joe. Uh, his car go his car alarm goes off, and Joe's talking to Ellie about, "Well, you're a police officer. How dare you show up at our house wearing that uniform, driving that car?" And you know, Ellie has nerve to go. Not all cops are bad, but she at no point, at no fucking point, brings up the fact, "Oh, you know, cops are shooting unarmed black people. Like that probably, you know, shouldn't be a fucking thing that happens." And so Tyler Perry has the balls to go, "Well." <laughs> That's the balls go. Oh my god, how dare those black people burn down those neighborhoods and all that? At no point actually talking about why. 
black people are, are burning down those neighborhoods. Just completely misses the BLM aspect. And then plays up Black Lives Matter at the fucking joke because Joe is the one who is, quote, woke about uh, about BLM. But then he goes they go out to dinner at Red Lobster, and they are very specific to, to say it's Red Lobster. They even show the fucking dishes, and it's like, oh my god, this is where you're going for dinner because, you know, you want to take advantage of this fucking advertising like the whore you are. Um, but that's a whole that's a whole sequence in the film where they go ahead and go, well, look, we're at Red Lobster. Oh, look, Joe's wearing Black Lives Matter, a uh, uh, Black Lives Matter shirt. But that's it's played up as a fucking joke, and it's one of those things where I go, why are you joking about this? If you have nothing to fucking say, then don't, then fucking don't say anything. And it, it, it's one of, the, so speaking of that, if you remember, I can't remember if it was last year or two years ago, uh, when Tyler Perry accepted that, that award. And I, again, it might've been the Oscars. I can't really remember, but you know, he has that whole, had that whole speech about, you know, I refuse to hate someone because they're Mexican or black or white or LGBTQ. I refuse to hate someone because they're a police officer. And I remember watching that speech going, okay, so you just mentioned races and LGBTQ, like a group of people who are genuinely targeted and have been targeted by police officers. And you have the nerve to go, oh, well, I'm not going to hate police officers. You have a fucking platform, and this has been my axe to grind, or one of them, the grind with Perry, since the beginning. Tyler Perry has a platform. I understand he does humanitarian work. I understand that he gives, you know, like, meals out to uh, homeless, you know, the homeless uh, people and all that. Like, I understand he does these things. But what is reaching people the most are his films. And I'm sorry, he's writing producing and directing the shit so that whole aspect of well we got to respect this hustle no we don't because at the end of the day the content is what matters not how he got there what he is putting out and what he's putting out is stereotypical bullshit and at the end of the day he doesn't care he doesn't want to change because he has no incentive to change because his followers will follow him blindly and trust me when i say blindly i had someone on my uh, friends list who is no longer who has been blocked and removed by the fucking way who had the nerve to go tyler perry's fine so you need to calm down um to anyone who has that opinion uh a shut up and p go back and watch acrimony go back and watch uh the family that prays Anytime there's a woman of color, they are abused. They are thought of as less than. It's not until a man pushes them or gives them the spark to go ahead and stand up for themselves. Why can't a woman do that for herself? Why does a woman need a man to find herself worth? But these films don't fucking care about that. At some point, we actually need to call him on that and not just get swept up in the fact that he had this incredible journey. And it's really one of these things that pisses me off. Uh, I've I've had him on the show before, uh, uh, Canada, uh, Bradley. And I love Bradley to death, but he was one of those people going, dude, come on, it's hustle. Like, we need to go ahead and, like, celebrate that. And I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Oh, my God, when did that come out? That was two, uh, 2005. It's been almost 20 years. 
we're I'm done celebrating his hustle. We need to ask now what the fuck he's doing with his opportunity. And the answer is a whole lot of fucking nothing. And that is the shit that just drives me absolutely fucking insane. Um, the last thing I'm going to bring up, because I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. I'm kind of over it. Um, Medea goes ahead and gives us her origin story about how her partner cheated on her with a woman named Rosa. And as soon as they said it, I went, oh no, they're shooting this in black and white. Oh God, she's she's not. She's not going to have the fucking gall to say Rosa Parks was fucking her man. And that's why she stayed on the bus because she was scared of her. And that is exactly 100% to the fucking letter what Medea tells her, uh, uh, Laura, the mom, who's a fucking her her best friend or her son's best friend by the way um it it makes no sense it's fucking insulting and i just sat back and went why am i surprised at this point because look i don't know what's below the low road but whatever that road is tyler perry will always take it because tyler perry can't help himself i think tyler perry at this point he <coughs> he really is the black Michael Bay without being self-aware of how shitty his stuff can be. Because say what you will about Michael Bay. Michael Bay will fully admit that he just wants to make things go boom, boom. He wants to go ahead and have, you know, girls in short skirts and, you know, their titties popping out. That That's all Michael Bay really wants at the end of the day. Tyler Perry, if he just came out and said, I don't care what I'm making, hallelujah, all I want to do is make buffoonish coonishness if he came out and said that i could at least respect that but no tyler perry wants to go ahead and have his cake and eat it too he wants to go ahead and produce all this like shit under the guise of it being inspirational and that's the thing that pisses me off the most it's like for fuck's sake there is a point where davi gets down on one knee to propose to laura again because she shoots his ass down the first time and without missing a beat, fucking, uh, what's her name? Fucking Agnes, uh, uh, Mrs. Brown, when, when Dottie drops to his knee to propose again, goes, this is no time for Black Lives Matter. Literally verbatim says, this is no time for Black Lives Matter. And at the end of the day, honestly, Tyler Perry, just come out and say that. Just say you don't give a fuck about Black Lives Matter. Like, I would, again, I would hate him even more. But I can at least respect him for, like, saying his opinion just straight up. But no, he has to try to hide it through this bullshit movie. And I'm getting my final thoughts. I'm over talking about this shit. This movie sucks. It's dumb. No one should watch it. Go fuck yourself. Thank you. Bye. I'm done. I'm so over this dude. And if I ever get a chance to meet him, which God help him if I ever get to, it's going to be a very unpleasant conversation for him because I'm just I'm over this. These are getting worse. And for as much as Tower Perry and as much as people, because I already hear people going, well, he's giving black people work. Come on. Why are you so upset? He's not, though, because at the end of the day, writer, producer, director, star, all Tyler Perry. He won't let, he rarely lets anyone else star in his own shit. He doesn't have anyone else in his writing room. He has a show called Sisters on BET+. Does he have a black woman in the writing room? No, it's all him because he's an asshole. And I don't understand how people cannot wrap their heads around the fact that he just fucking sucks. Can we all just admit it? 
can we just move on? Like, look, sometimes we anoint people and we end up being wrong. It happens. L like, look, I get it. I know people want to get behind Tyler Perry because of his story. But again, we're almost 20 years into him being a director and he has shown minimal improvement. I didn't laugh in this movie once. Okay, you know, the one laugh I did get is Mr. Brown being on fire because I just hate fucking Mr. Brown. Like, I really do hate Mr. Brown. But that laugh was immediately wiped away in the next scene because there's no aftermath or consequences for him running around on fire. I'm just like, really? This makes no sense. So go fuck yourself. I'm done. I, I, fuck you, Tyler Perry, you asshole making this shit. Ugh. Anyways, you know, I'm not even going to ask if you've seen Medea Homecoming. There's no reason to watch. Oh, that, you know, that's the last thing I'll bring up. So this movie, um, what's his name? Uh, Tim gets through the graduation, right? Who cares? He goes ahead and graduates. So everyone's like, oh, my God, you graduated. Woo! Like, everyone's so happy. And then Medea's like, oh, man, I'm high. And Medea's sitting on, this, uh, on a bench watching him graduate. And Medea passes out. And Medea goes into this dream sequence where she just starts reenacting um, Beyonce's Homecoming, that Netflix movie. So she's singing like drunken love and shit, dressed in a blonde wig and like in a cheerleading outfit like Beyonce. And I'm just sitting there going, oh my God, why are we doing this? And that's how the movie ends. So the movie doesn't really have an ending. Like he graduates and then we just go in this dream sequence. It's the laziest transition one of the latest transitions I've ever seen in a film, because there is no actual real setup. Medea just goes, oh, man, I'm high. Oh, I've been high this whole time. Hallelujah. Passes out. Oh, we're in Beyonce world now. I... <sighs> I'm going to stop before I say something. <sighs> I really hate Tyler Perry. I, I hate that this movie exists. Um, and let me be clear, because as I mentioned three years ago that Medea would be back, the these films are not ending anytime soon. Uh, Tyler Perry said in an interview, like, oh, I'm so ready to pass the wig off uh, in the dress off. The, the fuck you are. The, these, the, this movie, I'm sure, is getting a lot of views, unfortunately. And, yeah, Tyler Perry will milk this cow until it is utterly <laughs> ridiculous. And we're way past that point. It doesn't matter. Tyler Perry doesn't care about quality. It's all about quantity. Uh, yeah, fuck Tyler Perry. Fuck this movie. Uh, fuck anyone who likes it. Uh, yeah, so, uh, we've got reviews coming up, uh, for, uh, Turning Red, the new Disney Pixar movie, or the new Pixar film, which I am excited about, uh, it, it, it'll be, it'll, it cannot be worse than this, it'll be damn, it'll be way better than this, and then we'll have reviews come up for the Batman as well, which, uh, will be up this weekend, as well as my best and worst of. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter, at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter, at nearmanthefirst. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Amazon Music, at The Real Pineapple. And you can find me on Letterboxd, at Black Shazam, and on TikTok, at Black Shazam 775 and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us most places that you listen to podcasts. Uh, SoundCloud, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher and iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Tune Up to name a few spots at The Real Pineapple. Um, everyone, thank you again so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. As I mentioned, uh, we will be on hiatus uh, starting... Uh, 
uh, on the seventh of this month. So we will have I'll have some uh, all reviews for the best uh, picture nominees, kind of scattering out throughout the month, just to keep you all uh, uh, give you all a little something while I'm on break. But everyone, please stay safe out there. Uh, take care of each other. Wear your mask. Get your COVID shot. And sending thoughts and prayers and love to everyone over in the Ukraine. Please stay safe out there. We're with you. We support you. And we love you. We'll talk to you soon.